Balaga here. This podcast is on the New England Journal of Medicine, April 23rd, 2020 article titled Epixaban for the Treatment of Venous Thromboembolism Associated Cancer and is authored by Dr. Agnelli and the Carvaggio investigators. On a sidebar, who was Carvaggio? Carvaggio was a 16th to 17th century Italian painter. And in fact, Carvaggio is the name of the artist's hometown in Lombardy in northern Italy. What was he famous for? He was a leading Italian painter of the late 16th and early 17th centuries who became famous for the intense and unsettling realism of his large-scale religious works. Recent guidelines have recommended the use of oral edoxaban or rivaroxaban for treatment of venous thromboembolism in patients with cancer. However, the benefit of these two oral agents is limited by the increased risk of bleeding associated with their use. Keeping this in mind, the the Carvaggio investigators conducted a multinational randomized parallel initiated open-label non-inferiority trial with blinded central outcome adjudication. Cancer patients with proximal deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolus were randomized to epixaban. There were 576 in the epixaban group versus daltiparin and there were 579 patients in the daltiparin group. In the the epixaban arm, subjects received 10 mg twice daily for seven days and then 5 mg twice daily from 7 days until 6 months. In the daltiparin arm, subjects received 200 international units per kilo subcutaneous daily for 7 days, then 150 international units per kilo subcutaneous daily from 7 days until 6 months. The total number of enrollees was 1170. The duration of follow-up was 6 months. The mean patient age was 67 years and the percentage of females was 49%. What were the inclusion criteria? Symptomatic or incidental proximal lower limb deep vein thrombosis, symptomatic pulmonary embolus or incidental pulmonary embolus in a segmental or more proximal pulmonary artery, active cancer or history of cancer within the last two years Maximum proportion of patients meeting this inclusion criterion was set at 20%. What were the exclusion criteria? Age less than 18 years. Eastern Cooperative Oncology Group performance status 3 or 4. Life expectancy less than 6 months. Therapeutic doses of low molecular weight heparin, fondoprenol, unfractionated heparin, or vitamin K antagonist were on for 72 hours before randomization. Indication for anticoagulant treatment other than indexed venous thromboembolism. Concomitant use of strong inhibitors or inducers of CYP3A4 or P-glycoprotein or concomitant P2Y12 inhibitor therapy such as clopidogrel, prasugrel, or ticagrelor or aspirin therapy. Active bleeding or high-risk bleeding anemia and thrombocytopenia were other exclusion criteria. 
What were the principal findings of the study? The primary outcome, that is recurrent proximal deep vein thrombosis pulmonary embolism occurred in 5.6% of the patients in the apexiban group compared with 7.9% of the daltiparin group. P-value for superiority equals 0.08 for non-inferiority less than 0.001. The primary safety outcome, that is bleeding, by European Medicine Agency EMA definition occurred in 3.8% of the apexiban group compared with 4.0% of the daltiparin group. P-value equals 0.60. Secondary outcomes. Recurrent DVT, 2.3% of the apexiban group compared with 2.6% of the daltiparin group. Recurrent PE, 3.3% of the apexiban group compared with 5.5% of the daltiparin group. Fatal pulmonary embolism, 0.7% of the apexiban group compared with 0.5% of the daltiparin group. And major GI bleeding, 1.9% of the apexiban group compared with 1.7% of the daltiparin group. What did the investigators conclude? Among cancer patients with proximal DBT or PE, apixaban was non-inferior compared to subcutaneous deltaparin on prevention of recurrent venous thromboembolism. There was no increase in major bleeding or GI bleeding. Among cancer patients, treatment guidelines recommend now low molecular weight heparin, edoxaban or rivaroxaban. However, edoxaban and rivaroxaban have been associated with increased incidence of GI bleeding. They go on to say, for some cancer patients with proximal DVT or PE, apexaban twice daily therapy would be an appropriate therapeutic option. In an accompanying editorial in the New England Journal of Medicine, Dr. Agnes Lee, MD, from British Columbia, makes some really important uh, comments and observations on this, uh, on this paper. She says, these results compare favorably with those of prior trials of edoxaban and rivaroxaban in terms of bleeding relative to low molecular weight heparin. She notes that this trial excluded patients with primary and metastatic brain lesions and included few patients with cancers of upper GIT and hematologic cancers. The ADAM-VT trial in which apixaban was evaluated the investigators found no major bleeding events with apixaban, but it was a smaller study with an enrollment of 300 patients. It included patients with other thrombotic sites, example of upper extremity, and the overall mortality, 13.2%, was much lower than in other trials, which suggests patient selection. She goes on to say, the evidence from these trials makes a compelling case for adding apixaban as another anticoagulant option for the therapy of venous thromboembolism in cancer patients. However, she cautions, given the heterogeneity of available trials, it's inappropriate to conclude that one direct oral anticoagulant, that is DOAC, is better than another without head-to-head -head comparison. She, so she asked the question, how do we choose which anticoagulant to use? And she responds carefully. She recommends that the practicing clinician 
relies on detailed medical and clinical history, ascertain the cancer type, the status and treatment along with bleeding risk, concomitant medications and shared decision making with the patient. Patient experiences and values are important. For example, patients with primary brain tumors, she goes on to say, with known intracerebral metastasis or acute leukemia were excluded from participating in the Carvajal trial but not from the Hokusai VTE cancer trial or the SELECT-D trial. Eduxaban was evaluated in the Hokusai VTE cancer trial and Rivaroxaban was evaluated in the SELECT-D trial. For patients who are treated with Eduxaban, an initial week of low molecular weight heparin is required. Although fewer drug-drug interactions are expected than with Epixaban or, or Rivaroxaban. She comments that very few new, newer cancer therapies such as checkpoint inhibitors were included in all these trials and depending on the specific DOAC studied in each trial, patients were receiving strong inducers or inhibitors of P-glycoprotein or CYP3A4 were often excluded. Low molecular weight heparin is preferred, she says, in patients in whom drug-drug interaction is a concern and in those who have undergone surgery involving the upper GI tract because absorption of all DOACs occur in the stomach and proximal small bowel. In her experience, with low molecular weight heparin in patients with bleeding or thrombocytopenia, recurrent venous thromboembolism, CNS cancers, or severe renal impairment and those with the perioperative setting will keep this parenteral agent in use. And she goes on to say, warfarin still has a role, particularly in patients who have major financial health care burdens. Finally, given the terrain of cancer therapy is rapidly evolving, the Choice of anticoagulant therapy will need to keep pace. It's important to keep in mind that this trial was limited to an initial six-month treatment of venous thromboembolism in patients with cancer. More studies are required to determine whether there's additional clinical benefit of a more extended duration of therapy for venous thromboembolism in these patients. In patients younger than 65 years of age, Epixaban was shown to be more effective than daltiparin at preventing recurrent venous thromboembolism. This apparent decrease in efficacy with increasing age that was shown in the subgroup analysis, the authors say, should be considered as hypothesis generating and merits further study. Another additional point was this was an open-label trial to avoid the use of parenteral placebo for six months. But the authors argue that the number of suspected recurrences of venous thromboembolism were similar in both the treatment groups and all suspected trial outcome events were centrally adjudicated in a blinded manner. And thirdly, 
as in uh, large majority of studies, the authors say, regarding the therapy of phenothromboembolism, the sample size of this trial was powered for the primary outcome, which is recurrent venous thromboembolism, and was not powered to make definitive conclusions about bleeding. The final takeaway is Urlapixaban is non-inferior to subcutaneous deltaparin for treatment of cancer-associated venous thromboembolism without an increased risk of major bleeding 